Most of us would love to create an irresistible offer. Who wouldn't want to come up with an offer that is too good to refuse? Perhaps it's an offer to buy a handcrafted mug, or maybe it's an offer to go on a date. It could be an offer to a prospective hire, or an offer to hitchhike a lift. Regardless of your job, all of us make offers every day, but too many assume that offers are purely transactional. We assume that offers only improve if the incentives improve. That's not true. In today's nudge, Thomas McKinley explains how to make better offers without changing the incentive. It sounds like magic, but it's based in science. Every tip we give today is from a peer-reviewed study in a reputable paper. So stay tuned to hear how to create an irresistible offer. All coming up after this quick break. The podcast I'd like to recommend today is the D2C pod brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The D2C pod is a podcast all about all the things direct to consumer. The hosts cover everything from starting, growing and optimizing e-commerce stores and D2C brands. If you're interested in the stories behind your favorite consumer brands, this is a podcast for you. To start, I'd suggest checking out episode 318, which features the CMO of Feastables. So listen to D2C pod wherever you get your podcasts. On the show today is Thomas McKinley. Thomas is founder and CEO at Ari, a weekly newsletter which summarizes the latest marketing research. In each newsletter, he promises no opinions, no flawed data, and no BS, just reliable marketing advice. So let's get stuck in. What's the advice we should follow when coming up with an irresistible offer? Well, the first bit of advice is a little surprising. It's about warranties. See, Thomas suggests that the length of your warranty could drastically change the perception of your offer. Yeah, this is a a study about extraordinary warranties uh, published in the the Journal of Business Research in in December uh, 2021. And what they found here is that if people are not familiar with your brand, you want to stand out in the market, you want to really demonstrate that you have a very, very high level of quality and you really trust and believe in it, what you can do is that you can offer these extraordinary, crazy, long warranties. This 2021 research is from a paper called Can a Weekly Familiar Brand Signal Quality with an Exceptionally Strong Warranty? In the experiments, participants said they were 34.8% more likely to buy a Flint and Tinder hoodie when it had a 10-year warranty versus no warranty. So 34.8% more likely to buy when it had a 10-year warranty. Participants were also 16.6% more likely to buy Falcon tyres when they had an 80,000 miles warranty versus a 30,000 miles warranty, which is the typical amount. So these warranties quite clearly can dramatically increase intent to buy but it mainly works on people that feel they know the product category well. When people feel unfamiliar with the product category, so for example, they're cautiously exploring buying an electric car for the first time, this effect may actually backfire. So how are these long warranties used in the real world? Well, Thomas has some great examples. One example that I love is is from this business, which is called uh, Saddleback Leather. They're they're a producer of uh, leather bags. And they give a 100-year warranty. And they accompany that with a slogan, which uh, definitely makes them stand out, which is, uh, they'll fight over it when you're dead. Maybe it's a bit 
too extreme, but sure makes them memorable. And without having to go so extreme, you can use these like unusually generous warranties. So let's say a five years for a phone case to attract customers and sell more. The effect can be very significant, uh, especially keeping in mind that you know many of these products, and that's an ex- it's an extremely valuable and expensive product. Most of the time, people will not come and ask you to substitute that hoodie after eight years of like wear and tear. So don't overthink it too much either. You can test this a little bit if you to make you feel more comfortable, but um, try it out. Thomas shared a few more examples in his newsletter. The company Linen Works has a 50-year warranty on bed linen, and Avocado Mattress has a 25-year warranty on their mattresses. These warranties help make your offer irresistible because of loss aversion. Loss aversion is a bias that means losses feel worse than equivalent gains. Losing $50 feels worse than gaining $50 feels good. We are hardwired to avoid losses, so a long warranty helps allay these fears. Plus, once we own goods, something called the endowment effect kicks in. Once we own something, we value it more, making us less likely to return it and far less likely to actually use the warranty. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is even simpler to apply. When framing your promotions, describe the restriction first and then the offer. So for example, spend $200 and get $40 off. That works better than saying, get $40 off by spending $200. Doing this will make your offer seem like a reward rather than a restriction. This comes from a really interesting 2022 study called Do You Want the Good News or Bad News First? It was interesting because it was conducted in collaboration with the Dallas Mavericks, an NBA team in the States. The researchers sent an email campaign to 329,000 basketball fans. Half received a message saying, select Mavs tickets 30% off, while the other half received a message saying, 30% off select Mavs tickets. Turns out, the message with the restriction first and then the offer had an 8% higher click-through rate, saying select Mavs tickets 30% off is much better than saying 30% off select Mavs tickets. Very good stuff. Now, once someone buys your product once, what should you do? Should you enroll them into your loyalty program? Or perhaps should you let them join voluntarily? Thomas has an answer. This is some great research uh, from the from the journal Marketing Science uh, in March 2021. And what they find and what they suggest is that you know, as marketers, it's very easy for us to start overthinking things, overcomplicating things. We want to start creating a, we think of a loyalty program. We start thinking, oh, how many tiers do we need to have? Uh, how many points? How do we describe it? Uh, who can join? How do we convince them to join? Take a step back. The whole point of a loyalty program is to make people want to come back and buy from you again. And auto-enrolling them in a very simple loyalty program does wonders to that. This study was conducted with a chain of men's hair salons. Now, I'm not enrolled in my barber's loyalty scheme, but that is a mistake from the barber because auto-enrolling me, at least according to the study, would keep me loyal. The researchers introduced a $5 coupon reward for every $100 spent in a chain of men's hair salons for a portion of the customers. 
For those customers, it led to a projected lifetime value increase of 29.5% over five years compared to customers who weren't auto-enrolled. So the evidence is pretty clear. To keep customers coming back, just auto-enroll them on your loyalty scheme. The money that you give up in benefits and money off and discounts is far, far less than the money you get back in repeat custom. Thomas has a cracking example of this in action. One really good example of this is travelcompanybooking.com, how they do it with their genius program. So if you start booking hotels with them, every time you book somewhere, you earn some rewards. You earn these loyalty rewards, which become discounts in future bookings that you will make. And this works really well and then making you more likely to go and book from them again. If we think again about overcomplicating things, not all of us will have the resources of doing something as advanced as Booking.com did, even though it's a quite straightforward program. But you can keep it as simple as buy 10 and get one free and keep giving that over and over and over. In experiments, they found that the effect of this, it's not so easy to measure in the short term, but the researchers measured it in the long term and the effect was huge. So over a span of five years, customer lifetime value increased by about 30%. So you might be giving a few small discounts and rewards along the way, but it's well, well, well worth it. Why? Because customers who join a loyalty program, they feel more connected to the company and they like that you're giving them, they, they like and they're happy with you for giving them these rewards. So they'll be more likely to buy from you again. Like Thomas says, this works because of reciprocity. Booking.com customers are gifted genius status and they get free breakfast and discounts. That inspires reciprocity and encourages customers to stick around. But it's not the only nudge you can use to improve your offers. Another, when you're selling a bundle of products, say two or three different things in a bundle, is to frame one of those products as a free gift. So saying buy fabric softener for $20 and get aerial detergent for free increased sales by 78% compared to simply saying buy fabric softener and aerial detergent for $20. It's the same offer, but one is framed as having a free component, and that makes that offer more appealing. This is taken from a 2021 study called Feeling Lucky. One of the six experiments in the study was conducted in a souvenir store next to a Chinese university. They discovered that they could increase sales by 78% when part of their product bundle was framed as a free gift. So selling a university cap for 12 yen plus a free notebook almost double sales compared to the same offer essentially where they're selling a cap and a notebook for 12 yen but nothing in that offer is technically for free. The offer is the same but the framing changes behavior. In fact people rated the promotion as 19.6% more attractive when the main product was framed as a free gift. So quick recap so far. Create extraordinarily long warranties. Describe your offer's restriction before the benefit. Auto-enroll customers onto a loyalty program and state that a product in your bundle is included for free. But we are only just scratching the surface. Thomas has got three more tips for an irresistible offer, all coming up after this quick break. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's like trying to remember the name of someone you've just met at a networking event. I've made this mistake before, introducing a colleague to my new friend Dan, only to find out his name was actually Ian. 
Being personal with your customers is important, but keeping on top of all that information can be very hard. That's where HubSpot's all-new Service Hub comes in. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. It's got an AI-powered help desk and an AI-powered chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. Plus, it never forgets a first name. All of that can help you scale support and drive retention and revenue. That means better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com service to do more for your customers today. Okay, welcome back to the show. You are listening to Nudge with me, Phil Agnew. Now, let's say your offer contains high shipping costs. Perhaps these shipping costs are putting people off buying. You could absorb these costs into your margin. You could charge extra, but both of these will harm your offer. Fortunately, Thomas has a solution rooted in psychology that can help you avoid this problem. He suggests charging customers for a free shipping subscription like Amazon Prime. Here's why. So, you know, as a business, on the one hand, shipping costs, if you start adding, adding them on when somebody's checking out, we know that conversions drop, people are less likely to buy, they're not happy about that. If you build them into the price of your product, yes, you can do that, but then your costs will be higher, people might be more likely to buy from a competitor instead. So what do you do? Now, one solution is something, yes, popular that has been popularized by Amazon Prime, but many other businesses have tried out, like Sephora, for instance. And what you can do here is that you can promote to, to your customers a subscription to free shipping. It can be something like um, pay five bucks per month or pay $70 per year and you'll get unlimited free shipping. But what happens when you do that? Now, in the first month or two, your profits will actually fall. And you, you might start worrying and then cut the program right there. And don't, don't, don't do that. It's normal. So it's normal that in the first month or two, your profits will dip a bit. Why? Because customers have just invested in this program. They've, they've put money into buying this and they feel that they want to use it as much as possible. So they will start placing many smaller orders instead of waiting to place one larger order. And of course, this will cost you more. But don't worry, because over a few months, and the peak starts to be after one year, uh, customers will get used to it. But the beauty here is that they will start making even larger orders. And when they might consider whether to buy from you or someone else, they're already paying a subscription to you. So they will be much more likely to come and buy from you. So you will start getting larger orders, more orders from these customers. And on top of that, the beauty is that you will be receiving the revenue from the actual subscription that they're paying. The research Thomas is citing is from February this year. In the study, researchers analyzed 705,000 orders from 5,300 customers of a large Asian B2C retailer. They found that free shipping subscription members versus non-members placed 17% more orders on average. From the seventh month, their order sizes increased and customers spent 17% more. And after one year, their spending was 25% higher and the overall revenue per customer was 32% higher. 
Why does this happen? Well, it's down to sunk costs. Once paying for a membership, we feel the need to get value for our money, so we continue shopping with that provider as much as possible. But this sort of offer can only really be used by large retailers like ASOS, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, for example. What about a tip that all of us, from large to small businesses, can apply? I asked Thomas. Yeah, this is this is beautiful. It's it's one of my favorite uh, studies in, in in the past year or so. Uh, this was from research uh, that that comes from the Journal of Interactive Marketing in July two thousand twenty two, and this builds on a basic human need that we have that we're always looking for a human touch, a personal touch. But of course, you know, for for many of our businesses and and in many cases. We don't have the capacity to give this human touch, uh, either because it's very expensive to have the people to do that and spend the time on it, or maybe we're selling online and there's no human touch whatsoever. But here is this is a great, beautiful, very easy way to do it, even if somebody is buying online and you never interact with them. Give them a handwritten thank you note. It can be written from an employee. Uh, it can be written by the business owner. and it's extremely easy to do. Well, you would think, so you would think, oh, wait, that's a lot of work. Do I need to write a handwritten notes for each of my orders? No, hold on right there. Here's the beauty of this. The researchers found that it's the same effect, whether you actually give the original or a photocopy of a handwritten note. And they saw that it worked just as well when it was not personalized either. So what you can do is you write one note, you photocopy it, you include it then in each of the orders, or you give it to customers along with a receipt, uh, you know, thanking them for, for being your customers, maybe adding a, a nice note about what your business is about, uh, how you're looking forward to, to having them again. And in experiments, the effect was huge. It, it doubled future sales from customers that received it. So it's an extremely low cost, but extremely effective way of increasing your orders and increasing your future sales by increasing this human touch in a very simple way. This paper called Do Handwritten Notes Benefit Online Retailers is one that I've shared before on the show, but I'll briefly recap it as I think it's really powerful. It was conducted with a South Korean online beauty retailer, and in it, the researchers tested different types of notes on 1,232 customers and then analysed their future spending. The findings are jaw-dropping. People that received no note spent $25.97 on average. Those who've received a photocopy of a handwritten note spent $52.07, so double the amount. And those who received the original handwritten note, well, they actually spent pretty similar to those who received a photocopy, around $52. But beware, because those who received a machine-written note, so one printed off a computer in a, in a computer-styled font, they spent similar to those who did not receive a note. So a genuine handwritten note boosts future sales But a machine-written note, well, that does nothing at all. What I love about this is it's so simple to apply, yet it appears to have an extremely powerful effect. Which brings me on to the last tip of the day. This one is about scarcity and the length of time your promotion should last. Thomas shared some research with me that suggested these time-limited offers aren't as impactful as I assumed. Offering 50% off for five days perhaps isn't as alluring as it could be. Here's Thomas to explain more and offer a different solution. 
So this is some some quite recent research that uh, that came out in the Journal of Marketing Research in July 2022. What researchers did in, in this study is that they analyzed limited time promotions uh, offline and online. And they analyzed a lot of previous research in the field. And what they found is probably not what we would expect. Now, the good news is that offline limited time promotions, so let's say you have only 72 hours or seven days to, to buy these certain clothes in the store that are on sale, they work very well. Yeah, they, they still increase sales. They, they drive a lot of attention. But online, online, our behavior has, has changed. And we, it seems that we have started to, you know, blind out these, these limited time offers, you know, ones which you may see with uh, certain countdowns. Uh, like only 48 hours to buy this product. What they found is that the effect on actually driving sales was was quite weak. So while it drove attention, it directly did not drive that many sales. Why is this happening? Well, because we've become very, very skeptical by these offers that, that we see. So, you know, many companies have started using even uh, fake or semi-fake uh, limited time promotions. You, you might have a product which is on offer only for 48 hours, and then the customer will come back two weeks later, and that same offer has simply reset. So credibility has has been badly hurt in this space, I would say right, rightly so. But here's the good news. If you do want to and, and still need to run uh, limited time promotions online, they still work if you follow two key things. One, justify the offer. So why is there this time-limited offer? It could be because you're making space for your new collection, which will launch soon, or it's just uh, it's a launch offer, or it's the customer's birthday. So you know now is when they can get this uh, special limited time offer. And the second point is that you should keep it as short as possible. Maximum, usually uh, about 24 hours. Of course, you need to give enough time and space for people to see the offer and decide to buy and actually buy, right? So keep it just long enough, but keep it as short as possible. And researchers found that this is the way that you can get limited time, limited time offers online to still be effective. So online, these time limit offers don't work unless you either justify the offer. So for example, saying this is a launch offer or it's the customer's birthday. So that's why they're getting the offer or perhaps saying they're making way for new stock. So that's one way, justify the offer. Or the other way is to keep the length as short as possible. So for example, just 24 hours. The researchers behind this study have good evidence for this. They found that a Facebook ad promoting an offer had a 93% higher engagement when it had a justification, so saying it was a spring sale versus when it didn't have a justification. They also found that people were 23% more likely to open an email with a limited time promotion if it had a justification as well. So saying, we're giving you this offer due to an upcoming holiday, than if no justification was given. All right. We've covered an awful lot here, but each of these insights should help you improve your offer. They are all proven to work in experiments, so why not test them out in your field? Here's a quick recap. Create extraordinarily long warranties. Describe your offer's restriction before the benefit. Auto-enroll customers into a loyalty program. 
state that a product in your bundle is included for free, offer free shipping subscriptions, include handwritten thank you notes, and provide justification for your time-limited offer when selling online. Follow these tips and you'll probably end up with a fairly irresistible offer. Now, something else that I think is fairly irresistible is Thomas's e-commerce playbook. All of the studies I've cited today came from this brilliant resource, and it covers all the latest studies related to the field, highlighting their strengths, but also their weaknesses. Here's Thomas sharing a little bit more about this ebook. Yes, I just launched the playbook of e-commerce optimization in collaboration with Stefano Puntoni. He's a professor of marketing at Wharton Business School. And... What we have in there are 74 high impact recommendations based on the latest science that you can use to quickly get up to speed. These are 1,200 pages and over $2,000 worth of research papers, all summarized into 48 pages of actionable, short, clear recommendations that you can apply to boost your results. I've also released a pricing playbook and I'm now working on a SaaS playbook. Pretty good pitch, right? You can see that Thomas applies what he preaches. To grab a copy of Thomas's playbook, click the link in the show notes or head to re.com. That's A-R-I-Y-H.com for more. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode, folks. If you enjoyed today's show, please do consider following the show wherever you listen and perhaps even sharing a review for the show. One other thing you can do is subscribe to my newsletter for weekly behavioral science tips. Just head to nudgepodcast.com to sign up. If you do, you'll get a hand-typed thank you note from me. Seriously, I email everyone who signs up and lets me know. I send them an email reply saying thank you. But after hearing Thomas's advice, I should probably start writing these messages by hand. So why not sign up to see if you actually get a handwritten thank you note? Who knows? Maybe it's something I will apply. Cheers again for listening, folks. As always, I'm your host, Phil Agnew, and I'll be back next week for another episode of Nudge.